Hey everybody, welcome to another Different Church Podcast. My name is Jarrett, and I hope you are having an awesome day. I'm recording this on a Sunday night. Today was a really cool day for us. We did something really special at our service. We had stand-up comedy by Jesus himself. (laughs) It was the day after Halloween, and so many of us came in costume. We played some really fun music. It was a super cool day, and I thought instead of doing a... um, a normal run-of-the-mill podcast, we would do something different and interesting. So I'm not really going to talk to you at all now. I'm going to go ahead and just throw it to the service. You're going to hear the first song that we played, then I'll come out and do some announcements, then you'll get to hear the stand-up, and then you will get to hear Hannah as normal. So thank you so much for checking it out. Here is the service. Well, hello, everyone. How's it going? Happy happy day after Halloween, I guess. Yeah. Happy church celebration of Halloween, which is cool. All Saints Day. Um, we want everyone to, this is going to be a fun service today, so everyone stand and dance and, and have a good time. This is one you hopefully know. I think you will.
What's up, everybody? How's it going? Did you see that power? Right? I didn't even have to look. I was just like, ah! Ah! <laughs> You guys can have a seat. How's everybody doing today? Good. I'm doing awesome. That was a song by my favorite Christian band, Jimmy World. Maybe you've heard of them. <laughs> okay. A couple things that I want to draw your attention to today. Number one, grab your phone. Pull it out. Take a look at it and go to diff.church. That's the best way to connect with us. You can let us know how you found out about us. You can give us prayer requests. We'd love to pray for you about whatever's going on in your life, whether it's something good or something bad. And we'd just love to kind of connect with you and say hi. Number two, we are going to brunch today right after service. If you're interested in hanging out, it's going to be at Three Daughters. It's right around the corner. It's a really big place. You can kind of spread out in social distance. Bree, are you in here? Okay, she hasn't made it in yet, but she's going to be hanging out kind of by the front of the stage and just find her, and then you guys can go to brunch. We'll break down here, and we'll meet you, and we will sup together. Do people say that? <laughs> we'll break bread together. That's better, right? No chairs today, my friend. Never again. This is our building now. Just kidding. Okay, so whenever you guys come in, you've probably seen we have this TV, and there's like these slides that run. And they might say, you know, like, um, we love the earth. Or one of my favorites is we're music fans. Have you guys seen this? Yeah. Cool. So it's like one of our, like, kind of core values. But really, it could have been uh, we're arts fans. We're fans of the arts. So we love supporting our band. They're incredible. But today we're going to support somebody else doing something in the arts field. And that's stand-up comedy. We've got a young man who's going to be trying some stand-up comedy. Well, I say he's a young man, but he's really like 2,000 years old. So, yeah, he's definitely the oldest one. He's going to bring the medium age, like. <laughs> anyway, making his return, guys, please give it up for my friend and yours, Jesus Christ! Good to be here. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love all of you. You know this. Oh, man. Good to be back again. I said I would. Yeah, don't, uh, don't look too surprised. This is only like the third craziest thing of 2020. And uh, yeah, wonderful to be here. Uh, I can already tell some of you are looking at me like the Romans did. But uh, it's okay. You're allowed to laugh. Yeah, I can, I can read your minds. Let's see. Uh, not funny, not funny, sacrilege, blasphemous, nice, <laughs> nice hair. Thank you. Uh, yeah, very cool to be back again. Um, yeah, it was kind of hard to get here. There was nothing written in Hebrew. I uh, kind of had to figure it out. But yeah, great to be here again. Um, if, you, if you don't know who I am, uh, a little bit background about me. Uh, I died for your sins. Pretty good deal on your end, if you ask me. Uh, yeah, you had all of your sins resolved. I got nailed to the cross and died. Pretty one-sided, if you ask me. But, uh, you know, God works in mysterious ways. He called an audible. What happened was, uh, you know, he, he talked to me and he said, you know, the whole following thing isn't exactly working, so we're going to have to go with a radical act. And I'm going to make a loophole where everyone can get in through heaven through your crucifixion. And I was like, okay, uh, wouldn't have been my first idea, but you know, you're the boss, you're me, I'm you, I don't know. So we're doing, 
we're doing our thing. But uh, yeah, so died for your sins, pretty cool, pretty cool thing. Honestly, though, I don't, it's, it's cool to be back all these years later. Honestly, I, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if I would uh, do it again at this point. I don't know. It's just, it's, things are different now, you know? If people came up and were like, Jesus, we need you to die for our sins, I'd be like, I got an Apple Watch. I don't know if I want to do that. I think I'm having a good time here. Yeah, it was, it was quite a thing that uh, we went through, huh? Yeah, the, the, whole, uh, the whole crown of thorns thing, too, that was, uh, that was a bit much, if you ask me. I don't know. It just seemed like a lot of work to go through for, like, an ironic gag, you know? They were like, oh, king of the Jews, huh? Hey, Frankie, make him a crown of thorns. And the guy's like, I've never made a crown of thorns before. And they're like, well, you're the only art major, so you're going to do it. And, uh, yeah, this guy made a crown of thorns, and uh, he was pretty proud of it, too. It was pretty wild. Like, they were kicking me through the streets, and it would fall off my head. And he's like, hey, man, I worked hard on that. Don't let that fall off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the crown was wild. Um, I also know I, I don't exactly look exactly like Jesus did uh, the first time. This is, but you got to understand, you know, God updates me to look like whatever market he puts me in. So this is, you know, a, a bit of a newer model. You know, I mean, if, if I came back and I looked like OG Jesus, I don't even know if I'd be allowed in here. So we had to, you know, make it look a little bit different. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, so that's, you know, that's a little bit about me. You know, people ask, what would Jesus do? all the time, you know, what would Jesus do, uh, you know, as if there's not an entire book on exactly what I would do, uh, it's pretty popular, yeah, guys might have heard of it, but, yeah, also, uh, I'm not sure what you thought Jesus doing stand-up comedy was going to be like, but this is it, so, I, I don't know if this fits what you were thinking or not, uh, yeah, I don't know if you thought I was going to be a little more old school, you know, like, West Bank, more like Worst Bank, but, yes, yeah, so, some people don't even, you know, some people don't even believe I was, uh, I was real. You know. Shoot, oh, no, you, one more. You, I don't want to do it. But, uh, yeah, and the thing is, you know, I'm here, to, I'm here to talk about the world we're at now, try to help everybody understand why things kind of are the way they are right now. And uh, I think if you look at the history of humanity through Christianity, it kind of it makes sense that we're in a place we are right now. And, uh, you know, let's look at the first Two humans, Adam, you know, there's been thousands and thousands of Adams since. Eve, maybe three Eves since, not as popular of a name, didn't catch on as much. But uh, yeah, first two humans, God gave us everything we could ever want with the rule, you know, just don't eat the apples. And uh, you know, we, we couldn't help it, we ate the apples, so God kicked us out of bush gardens. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and to, to be fair too, that is actually, that was the start of the rift between man and woman because, you know, there was issues with, you know, us. We didn't want to get kicked out. And, you know, man was like, hey, it's, you know, it's not my fault. She told me to do it. And God was like, you know, well, I gave you domain over everything. And Eve was like, are you just going to let him talk to me like this? You're, you're spineless. And Adam was like, well, I'm ribless. I know that. Uh, so, so humanity got kicked out of Eden. And uh, then we were just forced to roam for a while. And God went from being a helicopter parent who gave us everything we could ever want. You know, he was like, we have food, beautiful trees, animals. We made a, a duck face with a beaver body. Whatever you want, man, we can give you everything. So God went from this helicopter parent who loved us and focused on everything we do 
to an absentee father. He disappeared for a while. He went to ride a motorcycle or something. So God, God disappeared. Time passed. And then God checked back on humanity. And he went, oh, wow, you guys, uh, you guys still aren't getting this. You're not doing too well. How about this? This guy Noah, he seems to have things together in a world that isn't too put together. How about this? He'll be like your step god. You don't have to call him God. Just, you know, we're, he'll, he'll put it together. We're going to reboot the system. We're going to start it over. So, you know, so God washed the whole earth, and we tried again. And, you know, some people, they hear that story, and they go, you know, if God's all-powerful, why didn't he just make a whole other earth with more people again? It's like, well, yeah, he could have done that, but, I mean, he worked really hard on this one. You know, you don't just throw something out because, he, he, you know, you don't just make another kid because you don't like your first kid, right? <laughs> You can work on it. You know, you try again. So, so God washed it out, and uh, Noah started again. Time passed again, and then God checked back up on humanity, and he went, oh, wow, uh, you guys still aren't getting it. You guys don't do it. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to come down as one of you guys, as uh, Jesus. I'm going to come down and show you guys how to live. And, uh, you know, as I so famously explained earlier, that didn't work out exactly. <laughs> So then after humanity crucified Jesus, God started to view humanity like a mentally ill child. And he would visit us once a week in the hospital every Sunday. He'd come in, and we'd be facing the window, and he'd go, hey, humanity, you guys doing good? Everything going well? And humanity goes, yeah, everything's great, but there's an election coming up, and people aren't wearing masks, and there's a new episode of the Kardashians, and I got a virus on my computer. And God's like, okay. Sure, what, you know, whatever's going on. I told you that Jesus would come back one day, but I can't bring him back until he feels safe. So basically every week, God leaves the mental hospital, and I'm sitting in the car, and he sees me, and he just shakes his head, and he goes, not today, not today. But guess what? Today, we're here, yeah, we're here. And uh, the reason why I'm here today is uh, this is actually another one of God's patented loopholes what happened was, uh, you know, things have been pretty dire recently. So because for the first time ever, a hundred million people all prayed at the same time. And that had never been done before. So God said, you know what? Achievement unlocked. Jesus is back. Let's get him back in there. And uh, I know you might be thinking, you know, there's been religious ceremonies throughout the history of humanity. I'm sure there must have been at least one time where a hundred million people have all prayed at the same time. But uh, you'd be surprised how many people are just resting their eyes. Yes, <laughs> they're not always talking to us. Sometimes people are just tired, and they're using that as an excuse. But uh, yeah, super cool to be back so I can talk to you a little bit about, you know, what we can do at this point. And, uh, you know, I know that doesn't sound too exciting for Jesus to just come back and talk. But, you know, if you've read the stories, and, uh, you know, most of those are like, then we spent 10 days in the desert listening to him talk. So I think we can handle a few more minutes of this but yeah yeah to be back uh yeah praying that's that's something to also i know uh you know i know that you'd you'd love to see some miracles that'd be pretty exciting and i wish i could do some uh some miracles for you guys but uh things have actually gotten stricter on uh what we can get away with uh you'd be surprised the devil has a great legal team so they've kind of pulled back what we're able to do. Yeah, we, uh, we saved one woman from getting hit by a train and 15 years later she robbed a bank and we've never heard the end of it. So we gotta be pretty careful with our uh, divine intervention at this point. But yeah, I can tell you, uh, you know, some, some tips, some advice on you know, how, to, how to live the best life you can in this time, in this moment. First off, keep praying, keep praying. We like the praying, 
We enjoy that. It's a good thing. And uh, also, with the praying, it's not, it's not just, you know, to talk to us. It's not about us. We're, we're really just tricking you into manifesting things. You know, yeah, by saying things out loud, you know, it helps move the wheel. So it's good to, you know, just keep doing that. And also, uh, with the praying, um, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe consider us sometimes, you know. Like, because, uh, I, I mean, you believe we're listening, but... Not one time anybody's ever like, dear God, how are you doing? Nobody ever, it's always just, dear God, me, can I have some stuff? Yeah, you know, maybe one time, Jesus, what's on your plate today? You know, say, we're listening, you know, we'd like to contribute sometimes. Yeah, uh, amen, you know, that helps. It do, you know, doesn't 100% matter if you say amen, you know. It's not like you've been writing emails your whole life and not hitting send, and then you say amen and flood the inbox. Doesn't matter. Helps if you want. Amen's cool. But uh, yeah, so keep praying. Also, uh, I think the biggest point we can uh, take away at this point, biggest piece of advice I can give is, uh, you know, just be decent. Just be decent. That's, uh, that's you know, that's about it. Yeah, be, be decent. It's, it's not too hard. You know, that, that phrase, love thy neighbor, seems kind of intimidating. But, you know, love is like a general term. You know, like a Christmas card every now and then is good. That's nice. You know, but when I say be decent, what I mean is like, you know, if your dog goes to the bathroom on somebody's lawn, pick it up. You know, that's pretty good. Don't rev your engine at 3 a.m. in the city neighborhood. Don't do that. And, you know, just put your shopping cart back. Just put your cart back. It's that easy. That'll really help a lot. And, uh, yeah, and I, I understand, too, it's, uh, it can be hard to, to be decent when you don't feel decent. I understand that concept. So really, you know, if you want to feel decent, food, water, exercise, sunlight. So it's really that, I know, the truth is boring. You know, it's not, there's not much money behind honesty, really. Yeah, just, you know, be, be decent, be good. Uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, you know, moderation, balance. It's, it's everything we've, we've said literally through eternity it's uh you know you don't have to listen to the guys on tv it's uh you know what you're doing right now is pretty great and uh uh finally i'd say um there's the holy trinity you know we think the father the son and the holy ghost we got the father up there i'm the son and uh what is the holy ghost and uh, i think the best way to portray to you guys what the holy ghost is is um to to have you guys listen to the the threes company intro song so we're gonna play that And dance on our floor. Thank you so much, everybody. You've been wonderful. Thank you. God bless you. Have a good day.
I do not know how to follow that. <laughs> we are here to talk about Jesus, right? <laughs> so, okay, first of all, I just want to say if you felt completely weird and uncomfortable <laughs> during the comedy show, it's totally fine. You're still allowed to be here. We're not going to kick you out. Um, if you felt guilty for laughing, totally fine also, especially if you grew up in an evangelical church. Sunday morning's a weird time for comedy. Get it? Nobody has nachos or corn dog nuggets. Nobody has beer on tap. Uh, we don't have like this social contract <laughs> to show up on Sunday morning and listen to comedy. You know, if you go to a comedy club, which I love to do, my favorite one's the improv in Tampa. Maybe next year, the Rona will let me go again. Although then I'll have a tiny human who won't let me go. So there's just no laughter in my future at all. <laughs> so you show up to a comedy club, we have this social contract, like it's gonna get a little dark. We're gonna have a couple drinks, probably a two drink minimum. We're all gonna laugh and we agree together to not be offended by things that would normally make us uncomfortable, right? We're like, yes. Sunday morning, we're like, okay, yes. I'm going to go to church, have some contemplation about God, reflection about God, prayer. Maybe I'll allow a few well-timed jokes in the sermon. And we certainly don't come with an expectation to laugh at God <laughs> or maybe laugh about God or laugh at God's expense. Feels a little irreverent, perhaps. So is it okay? I just want to give you permission. It's totally okay. I'm so happy that all of you left. Um, there's a very specific reason why I think it's okay and why we should talk about this. And one of the reason is I feel like most of these themes are constantly coming up in our culture and they're things we believe already. This is why we should laugh at them. For example, these are things that I pulled out that people believe about God. God is an absentee father. God's just the guy upstairs pulling the strings, doesn't really care. God is angry. God made a mistake in creating the world. Prayer is nothing more than just manifestation into the universe. Just be a decent person. You can get into heaven. That bar is real low. Like all these things, they just come up over and over. And they're things probably like our friends and family believe, but maybe like we believe them a little bit too. We just don't know when to admit them, admit that we believe them. And the reason like talking about things like that is funny is because deep down, we're like, that's not true. I hope that's not true. Um, but part of us is like, maybe it's true though, I don't know. So this morning, for a few minutes, we're just going to hit some of the, we're going to touch on the themes. Like each of these is like an entire class in theology, and we do not have time for that. Uh, but we're going to do a lightning round on three themes. Just going to hit the highlights. I'm always up for more discussion if you want to have like deep theology, philosophy discussions at brunch. It's totally fine as long as you can get me a snack. Otherwise, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> so the first theme did God make a mistake in creating the universe? One of my favorite quotes, probably of all time, is by Douglas Adams, who's the writer of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, if you've read that or seen that movie. So the sequel to that is called The Restaurant is the End of the Universe. And the book opens and says, in the beginning, the universe was created. And this has made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. So, I don't know how you feel about that. 
It's one of your pastor's favorite quotes, but it is. <laughs> I, in the beginning, the universe was created, widely regarded as a bad move, made people very upset. Pretty well-founded, if you ask me. Like, look around. We've got war and famine, and we, like, sometimes people are good, but mostly they're awful, and we don't have a great track record of things, and, like, we have depression and anxiety, and all. but beyond all of that, we always go to, like, people are dying. We're just bored. Like, aside from murder and stuff, we just, like, go through life existing and being bored. Can you imagine? Of course you can. This is what we do with our lives every day. We just scroll. And lest you think I'm picking on people scrolling on their phones, I do this all the time. And before people scrolled on their phones for hours, they watched TV for hours. And before people watched TV for hours, they listened to the radio for hours. And before that, I guess they stared out the window. I don't know. People have been avoiding each other and staring into space for as long as they have existed. I'm sure at some point, this... Don't like write a whole theology book on this and be like, Hannah said that this is why the downfall of humans started. I'm pretty sure the reason that Adam and Eve ate the apple is because they were bored. <laughs> Eve was like, I've tried all the other apples, nothing's hitting the spot, I just have a weird craving for something. I just can't put my finger on what it is. What are we gonna do? And Adam was like, please, for the love of God, leave me alone. <laughs> and she was like, I literally don't have anyone else to talk to. Uh, and then she was like, well, there's this apple. I guess I might as well eat that. Set in motion the downfall of humanity. Bored. We're just bored. What's the point? We're all alive. We're not exactly sure what for. We're all just here. Like, are we here to work our fingers to the bone and be productive and, like, advance the human race, make things right? Are we here to just eat and drink and be merry and just have the best time for... You know, what's that quote? We're here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> Is that why we're here? Do we have to be productive? Like, Christ mainly, mainstream Christianity says the point is that we exist to worship God. Which I'm not going to disagree with, but I don't think it's very complete. I don't think that's a complete enough answer. Some people take this question of existence very seriously, and they get all philosophical about it. Like, Rene Descartes, who's a famous philosopher, um, people, like pretty much all philosophers, we just want to prove existence. That's the question of philosophy, the most foundational, how do we know we're even here? And not in the matrix. So Descartes had this, he had much discussion in mental gymnastics. Like seriously, if you would like to give yourself a headache, go read his discourse on reason, discourse on method. And then if you would like to follow that up with a solid migraine, Read Kierkegaard's Dark Night of the Soul. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to say I don't recommend them. Maybe you like giving yourself a headache. But he goes through all these gymnastics, mental gymnastics, reasoning, all of this, and then comes out with the famous statement, which you probably have heard, even if you don't know who Descartes is, I think, therefore I am. In other words, because I think, I know I exist. Maybe that's as close as we can get to a conclusion. But it leaves out entirely the element of relationship. And if we're people of faith, relationship seems to actually be what we were created for. So 
When people say, specifically Christians, the point of being alive is to worship God, I don't feel like it's complete enough because we're here and if all we're doing is thinking and praising, then it's it's frankly a little depressing to me. Like I'm just here to be a robot and say, God, you're great. It's founded in this self-awareness and self-actualization, which is fine, but we as people of faith believe in, like one of the key things we believe in is the Trinity, which is that God is three in one and God, God's self is in relationship all the time. Relating and existing just like we relate and exist. So we exist in relationship with each other and with God. And instead of, I think, therefore I am, Perhaps we should say, I love, therefore I am. Or to even take that further, I am loved, therefore I am. What's the point? The point is to exist communally, not to exist alone with each other. We love, therefore we exist. We are loved, therefore we exist. We, to question our existence is very human. But to say that existence is a mistake is to regret our own lives. And honestly, upon final examination, pretty much everyone, philosophers, thinkers, poets, theologians, pastors, normal people, all come to the same conclusion. It's better to exist and to have the chance of experiencing love than it would be to never exist at all. Theme number two, what is God like? Is God the absentee father? Is God just the guy upstairs who wound the clock and let it go and then went on like a billion year vacation? Or is God really mad? (laughs) Just waiting to rain down fire from heaven on you at a moment's notice. And actually, which one of those is worse? A completely disinterested God who doesn't care or a God who cares so much that that God wants to destroy you in a fire? The question is, what of what is God like? We talk about this all the time. So if you've been around for a while, you know we talk about this. Um, the writers in the Bible are very honest. We struggle with these same questions. Like just in the past weeks, we had passages from Jeremiah who accused God of never being around when he needed him. We've had passages from the Psalms who are like, God, you know what's going on in my life, and you're refusing to do anything about it. Just a myriad of other examples. Thinking that God is at best uninvolved and disinterested, and at worst, just vindictive and mean, it's very common. People have been struggling with this question for centuries. And instead of getting philosophical, I'm just going to answer this question very simply. When we ask the question, what is God like? The only appropriate answer is look at Jesus and you will know. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. God come to us as a child, a human just like us to experience all the same things we experience, which is love and loss and joy and trauma and even death. And any ideas we have about God that don't align with what Jesus looks like are incomplete. Jesus says multiple times in the New Testament, if you have seen me, you have seen God. This is who God is, not a disinterested God, not a God who started the clock of the universe and then didn't care at all, 
Not a God who stays in heaven judging and condemning everyone all the time. A God who is so intimately involved with humans in our lives, so involved and caring so much that God came to exist with us, to be with us and rescue us from ourselves. And the final theme, getting into heaven. Now, it seems like the church puts out a lot of conflicting information on this. We're like, listen, the bar is super low. All you have to do, say a few magic words. Jesus will come save your soul. You'll be in straight into heaven for you. Even if you whisper it like one second before you die, it counts. Of course, if you don't whisper it one second before you die, tough luck for you, buddy. <laughs> Eternal damnation. <laughs> So, you know, it's so easy, though, so easy. All you have to do is be like, I believe, the end. But then, then, if you've said the magic words, you then are introduced to a giant list of things (laughs) that you are not supposed to do or believe or participate in or think or like or watch or say or be or anything. Because if you do them, you're not a real Christian. And we have to question your salvation. And to top that all off, in general culture, we just have this belief that, like, all you have to do is just be a good person, like, put your grocery card back. Or, you know, in the words of those famous, famous theologians, Bill and Ted, be excellent to each other. Fine. But again, incomplete. Saying some words doesn't mean it's true. Like, I could be like, I love you. That doesn't mean I love you. I could be lying. I'm not lying, okay. I don't hate any of you. Unless, of course, you make me discuss theology with no snacks, as we have previously reviewed. (laughs) So just because I say I love someone does not mean that it's true or that I mean it or that I'm going to prove it with my actions. Doesn't mean that at all. In the New Testament, it doesn't just say, say the words. It says, say the words and believe it in your heart, and then you will be saved. And actions speak louder than words anyways, right? We can all agree on this. I feel like the list of things the church generally focuses on are the wrong list of things. Like, believe this, don't believe that. Let that person in, ignore that person. Be in this relationship, don't be in that relationship. Okay, fine. But what about all the other things the Bible talks about? All the things we don't want to address because they're really hard to address because we have a problem with them. It's really easy to be like, you can't believe that over there. Those people are doing it wrong. It's really hard to talk about things like gossip and envy and violence and objectifying people and lying and stealing and being selfish and being bitter. Why? Because, you know, we've all been there. Some of us are there right now. Like, all of us in this room have told a lie. All of us have been a little jealous at some point, maybe a lot jealous. All of us have objectified other people and used people for our own benefit instead of treating them like humans created in the image of God. And when we participate in those things, we are showing by our actions that our faith has not transformed our entire being yet. It's not that we're not being real Christians. It's that we're not being like Jesus, who we should be imitating. And being decent isn't good enough. Being decent is part of it. Like, Christians should be the most decent people around. But, 
like holding a door for someone does not mean that God has entered your life, that God has transformed you in your crunchy, old, messy, angry, annoying soul. Your heart has not grown three sizes just because you hold the door for someone. And I say this all the time when we judge other people because we do not understand the magnitude of what God is saving us from. The magnitude of what we are capable of. And like, if you want to be a person of faith, it generally starts by saying a few words or at least thinking a few words. It starts with this little spark of belief that maybe wasn't there before. A hope even that something might be true. But then to continue requires showing up over and over and over and over again every single day. We make the road by walking forward, onward, even when we take massive detours and end up completely lost and have to ask for directions. We can still show up. We can still move forward towards God, towards each other, towards an existence that is not meaningless. And so what I'm going to leave you with is a few statements that have probably never been said together. <laughs> I love, therefore I am. We are loved. Therefore, we love each other. And we are. And then, out of that, be excellent to each other. I'm going to pray, and then there's going to be some music, and then y'all can go. But on the way out, we have some candy for you, just in case you did not have to go trick-or-treating last night. It's good candy, okay? It is all chocolate, except for a tiny bag of cheese balls. If you haven't had cheese balls, delicious. They're just as good as they were in the 90s, okay? Um, but you can have them on the way out so that we respect each other and have our masks on <laughs> in here. And you should definitely come to brunch. Let's pray. God, thanks for Halloween and candy and being able to laugh. And it is a privilege to be able to think about you in ways that are not confined to being serious. Help us to consider how we can make existence meaningful. Help us to consider how we can love each other because of the great love that you have shown us. Help us in every way we need, which is a lot of ways. Let us never take for granted the community that we have here, the community of saints, the community of faith, and our own hope. Until we see you again, whether that's in comedy or another couple thousand years, we will stay the course. Amen. <laughs>